Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. So in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Here ends our reading. So welcome to Lent. Welcome. Ash Wednesdays happened and we've set out on this 40-day discipline, a time of fasting, a time of confession, a, a time of contemplation and preparation. And I'll be honest, as enthusiastic as I am about most things, I have not always been a huge fan of Lent. Truly, it's Maybe it's because, I don't, know, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a gluttonous, joyful, joy-seeking, fun-seeker, whatever you want to call it. I've been compared to a Labrador retriever sometimes. I just like liking things, and I like when things are great. I'm always looking for other people's joy. I'm always trying to hop from the next story to the next to find out what people are excited about. If you've seen me this week at all, you, this last week, you would have noticed that I was wearing a different piece of buccaneer paraphernalia every day because I'm just still so rowdy about the Super Bowl. I'm so excited about it and I don't want it to end. And here comes Lent. Here comes Lent. I have a hard time keeping the hype alive in Lent because Lent just has this sort of dour vibe about it. And I'll admit, I'm not always into it. I think it's more that I can't stand this pandemic. I can't stand the limited opportunities I now have to talk with strangers about the things they like. I started Lent with a posture of, great, another long bit of time where we're going to fast and we're going to be in the wilderness. Cool. Just like Jesus, we're in the wilderness. We're away from people, a little less connected. I'm like, guys, it's been like this for a year. I'm so sick of this. Because that's what Jesus was walking into. When we like honor this time of Lent, we're honoring Jesus' time in the wilderness. And when we think of wilderness, I'll speak for myself. I think of the great American outdoors because of where I'm from. I think of mountains and pines and bears and wolves. I think of wilderness like that. But in truth, this kind of wilderness we're talking about is that kind of isolating wilderness. Of being alone. Deserted. Lonely. I don't want another 40 days of that. I really don't. I don't want it at all. But as usual, the Scriptures speak to us a word we need. As usually, I'm confronted by a, a way of Jesus that I think would be a benefit to me and the people around me. So here we are. Big surprise. The Scriptures have something to teach us about the benefit of this time. I think there's something about this season that speaks to our current situation as a community, as a people, as a nation. I believe that this time of isolation, this time of fasting from our beloved communities that we've had to do, where we haven't been able to gather and worship, 
this time of feeling somewhat disconnected may actually help serve us to be a more focused mission of peace and of community and of love. I truly believe that. I believe that because that's kind of how God's story works out all the time (laughs) throughout scriptures. Let me explain. Explain. So Jesus in today's story is baptized. Something we've read plenty about. We've probably talked about it a few times here. We've heard it before. We know how exciting it is. Spirit descending like a dove. Um, we've, we've, we've heard that. He emerges from this water and goes drive, driven out into isolation, into wilderness. And after that, after his temptations, he's called and he calls his disciples. Everything starts from here. I've heard that. But let's go to the start of that story. I think there's something about wilderness that happens before Jesus sets out into the wilderness. So Jesus, normal person with a remarkable birth, you know, he's just a carpenter at this point. We know he's special, but like, I doubt he tells everybody he meets about his virgin birth. He's just out here, and he's heard about this John, this relation of his that's doing something incredible. John the baptizer has come from the wilderness proclaiming this message of repentance. And Jesus is like, whoa, this guy speaks to me for sure. A wild man who eats locusts and honey dressed in wild man clothes? He's a, he's a wilderness enthusiast. Perfect. I'm going to go talk to this guy because he's talking about going back to the wilderness. He's talking about turning around. He's talking about a fresh start operating from these waters. But why would such a thing resonate with Jesus and so many other people who are going out to see John? Because that's what God does all the time with God's messengers. Think of Abraham, right? Hey, leave your dad's neck of the woods and go to a place you don't know, wilderness, a place where you won't have your family anymore. Go on out there and I'll show you where to go. Or, hey, Moses, tell all my people... Leave Egypt. I know you know it. I know you're fed there, but I'm going to lead you out of slavery. I'm going to lead you out of the places you know, and you'll go somewhere. It's going to be great. Not what you know, but come, come out. Come see me. So Jesus hears this, calling people to come out of the city, calling people to come down to the river, telling people, come back to the start. And Jesus is going, yes. Yes. That is obviously the next logical step. It is time to go out into the wilderness. If I'm going to start this mission ministry, I need to go. He does. He gets in. He gets dunked. Spirit descends upon him. And the Spirit drives him into the wilderness. And he knows he's going to begin anew because of this. He knows that the things that happened before are about to change because of this experience in the wilderness. Because in the wilderness is where he's going to be formed. In the wilderness is where he's going to have a formative experience that's going to help him better bless the world. It has to. It has to, because it's all he's ever known. The people in the wilderness leaving Egypt, 40 years in the desert, to be molded, formed in that fire, in that furnace, to become a people who trusted in God, even when they had no place to call their own. God's going to connect them, and this carpenter knows it. God's going to connect him to a mission when he's out there. He needs to know where he's going before he sets out. So let's go to the wilderness, just like his ancestors. Let's finally determine how connected we really are, me and God, Jesus and Jesus. And because of this experience, 
Jesus is able to resist temptation, we know, when he's tempted by the devil. He then sets out into the world calling disciples, healing the sick, feeding the hungry, raising the dead. He does this stuff. And he also does this other thing that's funny that he does throughout his ministry. What practice does he employ every time the crowds become great, his celebrity status rises, and people from all over are just overwhelmed by how excellent Jesus is? What does he do when there's a little too much hype? He slips away. He remembers his formation in isolation, and he finds time to slip away to literally the descriptors are a quiet place or a deserted place, a lonely place, so that he can reconnect so that he can be refocused, so that he can be reminded of his connectedness to the source of his mission. Folks, the church has been in a quiet place for some time now. We have served, we have been connected in new ways. We have continued formation in new and adaptive, fun, creative ways. But I'll speak for myself when I say, I miss being with you all. I miss that separation from my community in the real sense. I'm tired of this deserted place. I want you here. It's hard, but this season of Lent is still critical to the life and faith because we all know that in the midst of this, we can fill our time, our days, with all sorts of stuff. TV, um, activities, what seems to be a never-ending stream of Zoom meetings hobbies. We can stay busy, but I encourage you to take these 40 days to connect with our mission. To connect with our mission and to fast. Specifically, let's fast from indifference towards this life of faith and towards service to our neighbors. Let's serve our neighbors in the midst of this, because that's what this is for. Jesus doesn't go into the wilderness to become a suffering, strange monk who dresses weird from the suffering he's gleaned such wisdom from. He doesn't want to keep that wisdom to himself and disperse it from his his house. He just doesn't talk about the things he learned. No, his time of formation in the wilderness is immediately followed by his blessing of all those who he encounters. People benefit from his time in the wilderness. We said it, the sick are healed, the blind are given sight, the dead are raised, the hungry are fed. I think even the Pope noticed this, uh, the effect of the wilderness, as he pointed out a few years ago in regards to Lent. He said, no matter how much time you spend fasting, no matter how much you sleep on hard floors or eat ashes or sigh continually, if you do no good for others, you do nothing great. This time is for the sake of our neighbors, for the sake of this mission of peace, light, and life. That's what our Lenten groups are talking about. This isn't about personal spiritual development alone. I mean, it is about that in many ways, but it's for the purpose of serving our mission to care for our community, to restore the world to grace and peace, to serve, to share, to invite, to, to grow. If you haven't yet, I encourage you, join a Lenten group. You don't have to be a member of Good Shepherd to join. we got ways to join. Go to our website, get on the link, see what class might work for you. Some haven't even started yet. Join in. This may feel like another thing you have to do, but really, truly, you and your neighbor will be blessed 
by using these 40 days to remember our connectedness and remember our mission. This past year has felt like wilderness in so many ways. It has felt isolating, but what I know, what I believe, is that if we make the most of this wilderness time, by taking time to reconnect with our purpose, our own breath, our own identity, as people of peace, as representatives, as ambassadors of the kingdom of God, where every tear is wiped away, we will emerge from this formed, molded, stronger, more faithful, committed with, at least for me, great enthusiasm for the work of connecting to the world. Connecting the world to one another and to the story of life and love. That's our job in Lent. Blessings on your Lenten journey.